would be perfect if we had Stevie Wonder and his sauna superstitious uh, unfortunately those are copyrights and and uh, you know expensive issues to deal with on such a small and local podcast but what's going on everybody um, high voltage with LA uh, I'm your host double and yeah so that's really what we're talking about today uh, supernatural things things that are a little bit you know superstitious and I the pre this is a presentation I did it for uh, my philosophy club shout out to them at Drexel University and I definitely want you guys to experience uh, this presentation and it won't be that long I'm not planning to be that long but there are a lot of things in our lives that uh, we feel like we are in control of it or we have something that we're comforted by and it's something that's uh, really not in our control and it's I'm just going to run down some of the things mostly it's in sports uh, and at the end I'm going to really explain why I think that this is such a big hold of things and, and, and if you don't know exactly what I'm going to talk about I'm going to bring up a few examples uh, so I might as well just you know get into the first one right now uh, so what exactly is a superstition what is the definition quote unquote i don't remember what the source is but i actually did do a lot of research with this one if you know I me mean, I, I typically don't I, i'm mostly free and um off script and uh just go with my certain knowledge um my certain ability i am very confident in anything i say i do like talking i mean should but quote unquote wherever the source was that i got it from it's a, a widely held belief, but unjustified, in which a supernatural causation leading to certain consequences of an action or a practical base of such a belief. So I actually misread that. So let me read it once more for you. A widely held but unjustified belief in supernatural causation leading to a certain consequence, consequence of an action or a practice based on such a belief. So here's an example. And this actually is uh, an international in, in example. And I will actually bring some of it because uh, you could think that it's funny. They won't. Um, you, or it's just kind of like, huh, I had no idea. So whistling while inside and at the sun is supposed to lead to financial problems, according to the Russians. And Norwegians believe this causes rain. So such a thing, such as whistling usually is independent of what happens with the with the weather or with your finances but not according to these countries um and there are reasons why they believe such things and i don't know the exact history of most of these things that most of the examples that i'm going to bring to you today but I will definitely say that it is just, you know, a, a glimpse of something that's really interesting, something that you could argue that needs to be talked about more, something that isn't really talked about a lot, and uh, it's just something fun, Some the, I, 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 my use of the word fun there is not actually implying fun, okay, it's just implying more, so it's cool, you know, it's refreshing, it's different, uh, it's not necessarily to be taken as like, oh, it's fun to talk about this so let's get into the first one in which that's karma karma is almost like a reward for exercising good behavior and i will get into the connotation which we all imply karma with but the example for the reward is helping people can mean that people will help you uh, so there is good karma involved as well as bad karma further punishment if acting bad I actually had uh, my mother telling me this this line, me and my sister this when we were like eight or nine years old, that uh, she told me, quote unquote, if you have any kids, they will treat you three times worse than the way that you treat me right now or the way that you have been treating me right now. So basically, even though we're innocent, naive, our brains are not fully developed, we don't know that we're doing anything good or bad, we can't realize um that we're you know 
disobeying or basically like like i said they're innocent right they don't know that they're doing anything bad that's what kids uh, if you, you have the fact that you know you're, you're treating me this way your treats your, your kids are going to do that same thing to you but way worse and then their kids are going to do it to your kids worse than they gave it to you it's, it's like a revolving cycle for i don't want to say karma for having kids it's, it's a karma for what you did as a kid, and then it's going to happen to you when when uh, when you do have your own. So with that one, it's not necessarily, again, I understand that they're young, they're innocent, that they don't mean any bad intentions at all. They don't even know what intentions are at that age, but nonetheless, they are acting bad, right, whether or not they know it. And that's, that's just an example uh, a funny one, in my opinion, because my mom, now that I bring this up to her, she gets, like, riled up, and she she didn't mean for me to take it literally, but, yeah, I do really believe in, in karma, and uh, I do really believe that having kids is an act of karma, and it goes beyond just what you did as a kid, uh, it goes to, you know, many different, could be sinister, could be, you know, just a little thing, the little things do matter, by the way. It's it, whether or not you believe this specific example, I do, and it's it's kind of like you know, kind of kind of funny, however way you think about it. But another way you could just easily say it, uh, and this is more of a common example, is an eye for an eye, you know, laid out by Moses in uh, in Matthew, um, and there are going to be religious examples, so definitely be aware of that that there are a religious uh, foundation for superstitions with some. Of, of the things that I'm going to say in this presentation that I did. Jinx. Jinx is more of like a, a recent one. And I would argue, actually, that this really applies a lot in sports. Um, like, in, in, like if I'm doing fantasy football, for example, um, I would easily say, you know, oh, this guy is going to beat me. And I'm going to, I'm going to say that even before the matchup started so that I could potentially give myself... And I feel like I'm giving myself about a chance to win because I'm saying that he ha- that he will. So it, it it's not even just sports. Though I'm going to give you a few few examples, but really the definition I gave for this is that if you say something before it happens, what you say will not happen, and that's probably the best definition that you hear. It's not. It's actually harder to explain. It, it took me some time to to come up with it. Uh, but here's the example. I'm going, to, I'm going to fail this test, right? Or I'm going to fail this job interview. Then you get the job interview, or with that test, you get a C plus or a B, right? Like you actually did it. And let's say, oh, I'm going to um, I'm going to do well in this job interview. If you knock on wood, it's supposed to counter that. Perhaps that, um, you know, you, you, you said something accidentally or otherwise, and now you're afraid it will not happen. So I don't know where the word is came from um i don't know why it's to, to counter it and only the wood but i will say this that jinxing at least to me works 60 to 70 percent of the time <laughs> and that's pretty pretty high um that's just to me so i guarantee it might, it might be lower especially if you're not paying that much paying attention to it but if you if you are then i feel like uh it might even be higher like especially when you want it to happen you know, and you want to believe in jinx. So we have karma, we have jinx, both of which I believe in. Uh, now we're getting into sports and superstitions, which there's a there's a, a lot of classics in here. And then we're going to get into superstitions in other facets of society. So with sports, the first example is that in Latavius, not Latavius, Levictus, 621 to 22, um, one goat was sent into the wilderness because it carried all the community's sins and improprieties, framing it as a scapegoat, to which we know that to be a big thing in Chicago. Uh, or even we have that to be a thing now. And it doesn't, that's not even a relatively sports example. It is with the Cubs. But there's a lot of times in life where we have a scapegoat, you know, whether it's a controversy, scandal, Whatever the case may be, we do we do have some people that are a scapegoat, 
And this is the example that I bring up. The reason why a scapegoat is a thing is because of this religious uh, example, a story from the Bible that says, uh, you know, would you put all the sins and from the whole community onto this one goat and you send it away, right? You, you, you magically, it's almost, I don't want to say magically, but you know, you feel like it, it all goes into this one goat, you're cleansed, you're purified from, from everything from you and then other people in your community, you send it away and you're not supposed to see it again, right? And it just this little innocent goat, now I'm not sure if it becomes sinister, but I, I, I will say uh, metaphorically it's supposed to. So um, now going back to jinxing. When a pitcher is throwing a perfect game or a no-hit, it's supposed to be kept to yourself and fans included. Because I remember going to Roy Holiday's no-hitter in the playoffs against Cincinnati. And I, I was looking at the scoreboard. I was young. And I told my dad, like, uh, in the seventh, and, oh, he's giving up no hits. My dad's like, you're not supposed to say anything. So from then on, you know, jinxing was, uh, I guess you could say, even applied to me right then and there. But yeah, jinx is a big thing in sports. Um, big, big, big thing. It's mostly with the fan side. I mean, I, I know players probably do use it in some regard. Um, but it's mostly, you know, try to, you're, you're trying, to, it's mostly for results. Right, and, and mostly with bigger things than small things. So whether or not there's a perfect game or no hit is the result, whatever which one you're looking for. But yeah, it, it, I'm not sure if pitchers trying to say, oh, I will, um, I, I won't throw a no hit just to throw. I'm not sure that um, the fact that you're even thinking about it might not do yourself any favors. But now really getting to what we call superstitions, and specifically just that, uh, lucky clothes such as wearing the same shirt socks shirts jewelry or doing something like before it's considered like you know like lucky i i've i've definitely have heard something like this before with like um with fans like not washing their lucky shorts or pants or whatever the case may be it stinks you know players might even do the same thing maybe it's a bracelet but it's it's also common that if you wash it, you reset its luck. Um, like I remember the Super Bowl commercial that there was like this ketchup stain looking like Joe Montana, um, and you're not supposed to like wash it. And basically, it's looting the uh, the luck. And uh, I'm not sure if there was a game involved with like uh, that impacted whether or not um, the team's going to win if he kept the the stain. But yeah, if you if you wash it and become and becomes clean again then it's supposed to be like everything that came along with it is now gone. So it's it, 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 it could even be a bigger thing than you want it to be. Like uh, like let's say you wear a shirt and, and you're surprised that your team won. You might experiment with it and you might bring that shirt back to the, to the next time you see a game and they win again. You're starting to realize um, how what, 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 did anything associate with this with this win and you could say oh i did come to the game i came with the shirt and you're going to say to yourself every time i come to the game and i want to see them win i'm going to bring this shirt and i'll see what happens especially when you come to a game and they lose you're not wearing that shirt you're absolutely going to put it on the shirt even though the two events are very much independent of each other so again, like I said, there is a reason why behind that, and I will get to that. The last example I have here is uh, is uh, a routine that helped with a great uh, with a great performance and continues to work. Students become a habit, such as um, and I'm talking about really before, maybe even during the game, but like eating the exact same thing before each game. Um, and I did definitely did hear a few examples of this. I think it was with Tootsie Chicken for one baseball player. Uh, you might try to do the same um, stretches the at the same exact uh, spot on the field. You, either way, it just really depends on the player. And, and and again, it's all in your head. right? If you really listen to the song of Superstitious and you see the lyrics, you can understand why Steven Wonder is saying all those things that he said. So just keep that in mind. And there's definitely way more examples in the sports world other than the world, the ones that I just gave. So then religion. And superstitions. Um, so I already gave you an example with um, the goat 
But in Holy Communion, when we partake of the bread, we are declaring that Jesus' health and divine life flows in our moral bodies. And then when we partake of the cup, we are declaring that we are forgiven and have been made righteous. So you could say, like, that's that doesn't sound at all anything superstitious. Um, and don't get me wrong, I am... I don't want to say somewhat religious. I am, for the most part, religious. I'm not devout. I'm like, trust me, there's a lot more people uh, in the world that uh, than me that that do way more than me to show that they are religious and they do it in good faith. Um, this is mostly for um, those that are not religious. So I, you might, you might ask. You might ask me, well, why, well, why? If you're religious and you're doing this for those who are not, why? Because you gotta keep open mind. You gotta keep yourself open minded. Uh, I already did an episode about that. And you really, really should check all that. Uh, check that out, all of you. I will. I will say this: that it, it, I can understand from one's perspective how that, um, if you're not religious, how uh, what I just read just sounded to you, like, you, like it sounded like a little bit funny and um not necessarily like do you really believe that you are um uh, forgiven and made righteous based on this one ceremony you know like i can understand the logic uh the the lack thereof you know that you do these uh two things partake in the bread and partake in um in the cup that one might say oh right then there you're forgiven well there's that it just just doesn't make a lot of sense. I can understand that side. Um, now again, do I agree with it? No, I don't. I mean, religion. It's beyond us. It's beyond um, our control. Um, it's it's beyond our capabilities, right? But I can understand the lack of logic and someone pointing that out, like in a scientific and you know needing evidence kind of kind of form, and there isn't that many. Um, and this is another example. Confession. You know, all of one's sins are just are just gone after confessing them to a priest. Again, well, I, you could even say that about the sports example, but religion, it's always, you, you always have um, belief versus science. And so, like I said, I do believe in confession. Uh, I've, I've even done confession before. Um, and you obviously have seen Confession throughout, um, you know, depictions on uh, in the entertainment industry, and I guarantee you know someone that that has, and and uh, and, and you probably have pondered uh, such things. But when again looking at it from a scientific standpoint, because I do keep an open mind, I like look at all avenues. I can understand the argument that there's not a lot of logic with with thinking that oh, all your sins are just vanishly gone you have a new blank slate and, and where does it go right it, it, if it doesn't go to the priest it, it comes out of you the where does it go and is sin's really even a tangible thing you know for the sake of this discussion so it's i know what i'm saying doesn't sound but it, it definitely is more so um again just illustrating that when it comes to this this discussion this presentation that it's really belief versus science that there isn't a lot of logic with the examples that I, that I give it's just it's either taught to us um, we uh, we over exaggerate uh, um, our the association of two events most of the time it's actually a hundred percent of the time we like I did the example with the shirt and going to a game, uh, two independent events, absolutely independent, and you think that they rely one relies on the other, so like the the result of the game that you go to. So that's that again. We overthink it. Uh, our experiences, um, what we've been taught, right? Um, also, even you know what you hear or your or, or your experiments. You know, if you have that kind of mind, it, there's a lot of things that lead to the, the being superstitious. And one of one in this case of religion, it, it's really just illuminating the fact that there's just not that much science to it because already there is associated with religion that 
um, they, they, it kind of goes head to head, facing off against against um, against Willija. So the last thing in this slide is uh, doing something to try to avoid going to hell or try to to go into heaven. So the reason why I bring this up, and again, I believe in hell. I believe in heaven. But some people do not. Now, I'm not sure if um, if it goes hand in hand. Like maybe people believe don't believe in one thing but believe in the other. Um, you would think most time they do go hand in hand. So if you don't believe in one, you don't believe in the other one. But um, but yeah. So you think that it kind of goes, I guess, with the karma thing uh, that you do something bad that it leads you to go to hell. Well, those are two independent things, especially if you believe in God and. God is the one that judges you whether you're going down there or going up there. So that's where I'm, I'm, I'm like, one specific event, not accumulation of events, okay? Like if you've done a lot of bad things, you're, you're not helping yourself, okay? But that, we're talking about one event and then comparing that to the association of another event. And like I said, it's, it's not that easy to determine where you should go depending on two events or if you're looking specifically at one and then the result of an, of an event maybe even of the event in which they're kind of related then it, it's still it's the, the, you need like a big fat resume and I just it, it's like I said I can understand the non-religious people side of an argument, but yeah, I do. With when it comes to this, like you do one thing, and even like a small little lie, you know, or where case may be, and there wasn't even that big of ramifications. It's not like you're going to hell, okay? And I know that people do really take that serious. They don't want to lie, uh, or let's say you know, um, you uh, did charity work, work, you know, one time. Oh yeah, you you're gonna go up to to heaven. One thing, good or bad, should not divide a person, right? But many things and many of their actions should, to which then that could help make their argument of uh, their chances going to heaven or going to hell. And it's a really, you know, it's a sensitive conversation. Um, and it really does depend on, you know, do, do you believe in heaven or do you believe in hell? But like I said, one thing or two things, just as someone going to the place that you spent all eternal life, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I can understand that people are like, oh, I'm not even sure about that. So, like I said, when it comes to that one, I am religious. I do believe in, in both. Uh, I do believe in confession. I do believe in communion. But, yeah, I can understand the, the other side. And, of course, when they say that, that's just not logical at all. Um, so then let's get into traditions and superstitions. So a, a, a famous example is the number 13. To avoid, so in, in, when it comes to 13, you have to avoid it, right? And you see this in apartment buildings or the aisle on a plane. Um, and this this actually ties back to religion. So another religious example, it's not in the religious section, but it's a religious example to illustrate traditions like that you, that you have companies, um, you have people following this all throughout the, all, all throughout the world. Uh, Judas Isgrat, was the 13th guest at the Last Supper, and Jesus was crucified on a Friday. So I bring up the Friday thing because Friday the 13th goes hand-in-hand with uh, Jason. Uh, Jason, you know, Friday the 13th, the movie, in which, you know, whenever Friday the 13th uh, happens to fall on a, on a month, so that to be a very unlucky day. Um, but speak with Israel, if you don't remember, he's the one that betrayed Jesus, and he was the 13th guest. So it goes back again to the Bible impacting how we view something, in this case, a number. Uh, and in which I, I know that um, it, it, about Israel, but I didn't know he was the 13th guest. Um, maybe that slipped from my mind. That's just unbelievable to me. That's just kind of like awesome that uh, you know me. I love going down to the root, um, like the why, like why do we think of this? Why are we think of that why is something the way that it is well that explains it right because the bible uh kind of like leads uh, kind of like is the book that leads up to um our current existence at least that's what i uh, what i believe i don't know what book out there um 
you know, goes all go through all the BCs and then the um, early ADs, you know, and and then of course you have history textbooks that could help us lead from I don't know um, the 1500s, so on, maybe even the 1400s. But then what about um, what uh, four fifteen, you know, like that. I know, I know the Bible could be a little bit of a touchy subject, but uh, but you understand what I'm saying. You know, it can be considered the root. Um, if I wanted to figure out, well, why are we, you know, why are we think about this, or, or why is why is this relevant? Well, the Bible could uh, help us with that. Um, when it comes to weddings, wearing a veil is supposed to protect the bride from evil spirits who are jealous of her happiness. This is kind of like, you know, I, I like this one. Uh, I always knew there was a reason for a bride wearing the veil, and I get it. Um, the, the Jealousy is a big thing, uh, especially when it comes to anything romantic. And I definitely will say this one, I'll probably all the examples I'll read, this one makes the most sense to me. Uh, now, you might say, well, well, double. The evil spirits don't exist. Yes, yes, I know that. If you're marrying someone, you're tying the knot. Gotta stay loyal. You need to keep focus, and you and you don't you don't want to risk any. You want you really just protect yourself from anything going awry from that from what you're what's supposed to be the the greatest day of your life up until that point. Um, unless maybe you know you had a kid before the wedding, which can occur. I'm not saying it's rare. Um, but yeah, with that one, and I know there's going to be some weird examples that, yeah, it's a tradition and it's for a suspicious purpose as to keep away those evil, jealous spirits. This one I learned in Latin class that using your right hand in most or all circumstances as, uh, as your left is supposed to be sinister, um, such as saluting um, or over your heart. So sinistra in Latin means left. I don't know, so so it's good context. Um, the Romans are the ones that you know made this one become a thing, uh, and of course, you know, sinisters, any any anything involving sins is associated negative connotation, anything bad, and so with saluting, you're not supposed to do it with your left hand over your heart. You're supposed to do it over your right hand, and if you if you don't do it correctly, it would take it as to uh, you. Someone will tell you're doing it wrong, and slash, or they're going to take offense to it. I don't know why the Romans thought thought about. I think possibly because because a lot of people were right-handed. Uh, to which then you have to think about their thought process as to how they came up to that conclusion, or maybe they, there was just a lot of problematic people that turned out to be left-handed. But either way, there are not that many people who are left-handed. Um, and it's funny, with when it comes to uh, baseball pitchers, I actually think the most dominant pitchers are, in fact, left-handed, like a Chris Sale, Clayton Kershaw, Sandy Koufax, Randy Johnson, right? And I can just keep going on and on. Like, don't get me wrong, there's plenty of great pitchers who are right-handed, but I, there's a difference between great and dominant. Right, like Chris Sale, tons of strikeouts. Sandy Kovacs, tons of strikeouts. Clayton Kershaw back in his day, tons of strikeouts. Randy Johnson, four straight Cy Youngs. I mean, the guy, or three, or three. Forget, forget it was three or four. But you, but you know what I mean. Uh, Blake Snell, when he won the Cy Young, he was absolutely dominant with Tampa. So, again, I know there's plenty of good right-handers, but um, and even the salaries back that up. You know, uh, I remember. Reading something with when it came to like scouting, um, that uh, that that a lot of left-handed pitchers are drafted over a right-hander because when if a left a left-hander pitcher makes more money in free agency than a right-hand does, well, I wonder why they're more dominant. Um, even though that is just me with a little bit of logic behind it, not it's not great logic, but it's some logic. Um, now that doesn't have to do anything with being sinister. But, but still, it's a, it's a nice conversation um, tied into this left versus your right. God bless you after sneezing. Uh, this goes back to the Black Plague and the Romans. Uh, they thought, um, you know, if, if you did sneeze, um, that it would, it's by saying this, this phrase of God bless you, it would help you 
get over it or prevent it. And it, it, there's a little bit of context. I, I remember now I've, when I was searching and now I forget. Um, but it had to do something with your health. And uh, it kind of, when we see these, it, does, it doesn't mean that we're sick. But back then, it probably like they were probably scared. Uh, I mean, the Black Plague was a huge, huge deal. So um, it has to do something with your health. And now, there's it, people. I've, I actually heard some people say, like, why do you even say God bless you? And you do it out of respect and kindness. There is actually a reason for it, which, again, I always like investigating those reasons. So now you know a little bit of, of the context, even though, again, the why is still out there and a little bit of open-ended because I couldn't remember the context. Uh, so here are just a few examples. Worldwide superstitions. Um, don't don't to- toast anyone in Germany with water. Um, this is from um, the Greek myth of drinking from the river Lethe before they forget their lives and enter hell. So yeah, there's a lot of uh, Greek mythology. Um, I'm, I'm not sure um, when I'm going to get into it. I, I think I'm in a little bit, but yeah, th- this was kind of this is kind of a funny one because um, they think they you know think about hell like I brought up earlier so not only do they believe in hell but they're worried that they might forget um, their lies and why, why is that and why is it associated with water because the river is full of water and it's associated with forgetting and going to hell I don't know why just the Germans if this is a Greek myth alive people around were have probably heard it and they are the ones that want to do something about it but again, like I said, worldwide superstition, we're not really supposed to know that much context, um, like like the origins of it. So, so, But again, like I said, these are, maybe I can help you out a little bit. If you're, in, you're traveling internationally, don't do this stuff, okay? So that's definitely one. Don't do that in Germany. Now, here's something that, that's, uh, a, that ties in two countries, but still, this one's a very weird one. Brought upon by two Russian immigrants... Argentina believes that the seventh son will will become a werewolf unless the president adopts them. So, I know it, it's it's Argentina, yes, but the fact that this was um, because of two Russians, I'm wondering if this was a thing in Russia before it became a big thing in Argentina. Um, first of all, if anyone has more than six kids, I mean, yes, God bless you. I, that is just unbelievable to to me i know it does occur i think phil rivers has at least six six kids um but it's really beside the point the point is that the president has to get involved and and uh adopt them before they become a werewolf which is just again where's the logic behind it you know like that's something where i'm kind of willing to question that one um but again like i said argentina you, you know like that's I'm not sure that's really going to affect you if you travel, but still, like that's maybe some, maybe a nice little tip in for possibly could talk to someone about. Uh, now we got a few countries here in Turkey, India, South Korea, and Japan. It is bad bad luck to trim your nails at night, and at least I I remember to write uh, the reasoning down for this one. Here it is. Back then, darkness plus sharp objects equal deadly infections. Um, and I'm assuming either you had a deadly infection because um, of the use of the sharp object or you had one and when um, they try to take it off using uh, a sharp object. I don't know what the darkness had to do or had to go in and maybe it could have had occurred at any time. So I still, yeah, I still don't understand the darkness. But yeah, uh, uh, four countries kind of it's kind of still even kind of surprises me and i done this presentation before yeah i don't i don't I like i understand that a nail clipper could be considered a dark uh, a sharp object I'm, it's a little bit too far to, to say that um it would actually do do harm or lead to any harm or involve any kind of assistance to a to a harmful situation so i don't again like i said if you if you do it privately okay maybe you know no one's going to criticize you but yeah if you go to any of those countries yeah just and i know that this is common trimming your nails it's it's actually a common thing and just be aware it's someone someone would teach you or i'm trying to teach you now just be aware to wish someone good luck 
uh, people in Serbia spill water behind them. Uh, so they basically don't mind wasting water for all I know. And again, like I said, I'm not making fun, but it's just kind of just kind of like what I was illustrating with the religion. Um, that was mostly with science, um, you know, the lack of like logic. This one's kind of like a little bit like like uh, weird and pu- uh, puzzling, kind of like where's the logic behind that, you know, like well, well, why they do that. You know, but but like I said, every country has its own thing, and maybe even says something about each of its countries, um, and the fact that you know four countries kind of stand together with this, with the one thing with the trimming of the nails, can't do it at night. Then and it also goes back to bad luck, right? Oh, it's uh, bad luck to do that, or uh, you know, it's it, it's better um, if the president would adopt them. You know, like you're basically trying to have a good result. Or avoid a bad one with all of these, and it's because you 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 don't you're assuming that that the events involved are not independent. So it's still like I don't want to say it's funny, but it's a funny situation to uh, like because you never thought about it before, and now that you have, it's kind of like huh, it's a little out there, a little bit out of the ordinary, and something that I would have never thought about unless you know you 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 told me so. Let's keep keep along, keep going here. Now this one is just wishes. Uh, so I'm going to get into a little bit more of uh, just more specifics up like, with like what I was talking about with Jinx and, and Karma, um, but it still has to do with supernatural things either way. So you can make a wish and see if it comes true. If now here are a few things a list here. Uh, you throw a penny into a fountain, blowing out your candles like for your birthday, seeing a shooting star. Seeing the time, 11-11, which you actually could theoretically be doing that right now uh, or at any given time. Because with a podcast episode, you could do that at any time, any given time. Um, blowing the seeds off a dandelion, um, finding the wishbone in a turkey, and getting the longer piece. I mean, does it really come true? The birthday one, I'm willing to say no. I've never seen a shooting star. I mean, I don't... The eleven eleven one, literally, that's so easy, and and yeah, I mean, I, I guess we all have tried it at one point, or most of us have. I mean, with wishes, that's why I'm kind of like, I I could understand Jinx in the karma, and maybe even the traditions. Religion is it's it's beyond superstition. It has to do with something a little bit of a of a higher power, depending on what you believe and what you've been taught. But when it comes to wishes, I just. Uh, I gotta believe to see it. I mean, throwing a penny in the I've done that. I mean, we are, we all have. We've all been a victim of just trying it and experiment. And there's nothing wrong with that. But then you do it a few times, see what happens. And when nothing happens, you just gotta say, hey, I guess it just doesn't work. And that's fine. But there are really people that do believe that um, when you do uh, any of these things that you will see it come true and I'm not going to say it's impossible um seeing a shooting star and you know you make a wish and then you see it come true it might have been just flat out uh coincidence for I know and that's a word I should have brought up many times earlier see that's the thing when you have an event and another event it could just flat out been a coincidence like they're independent they just so happen um to happen either at the same time or just in this one instance that you make a wish that it actually does come true, any time else that you do make a wish, it doesn't. So then you that one time that you're sticking by, that you know that you believe, that when you blow the seeds of a dandelion off, that um, that you that because of this one time, you're going to believe everything else is true. It could have just been that one time. It could have been just a coincidence. So that is really a big worth to throw out there. And that definitely goes along with, um, with uh, you know, with making people think, yes, this is a real thing. Yes, this is true. Which again, I'm going to bring up the the reasoning behind that in a little bit. So now curses. Um, this goes back into sixth century BCE. Um, receiving the evil eye, the mati, is believed to cause harm or injury. Today, people wear the jewelry mati, which is a a blue eye in shape of a of um of an oval. And they wear a piece of jewelry and protect them of themselves from it. So that's an example 
uh, some that people are worried that they that uh, they 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 see someone they're giving them a bad look, intentional or not intentional, it doesn't matter. Um, they if they are wearing a piece of jewelry that uh, that they think protects them from it, then they will protect themselves from harm or injury. And yeah, I actually got in the evil look before, uh, just one time. From uh from this girl I I knew on um she was um on the tennis team I was a manager from it, and I was walking by one one day it wasn't during the season uh and I don't know what the, the deal was but you, we we all had that one person where they gave us the evil eye and it could have been unintentional uh could very much be intentional but yeah this the this um and I didn't get any harm or injury. From it, other than I guess maybe I I did ask myself why why did she give me the evil look? What the hell? What the? What did I do? Um, and again, we kind of asked ourselves that question too. It's not just me, but yeah, you know, if you wear the mati, which is very much popular in Greece, I will definitely say that yeah, it could definitely do yourself a favor mentally um, by wearing it, but will actually you know prevent you from injury or harm. You probably would not have gotten an injury or harm anyway. Um, so then, a classic one is the black hat. Uh, if it crosses your path, since the black hat is considered sinister, with having sinister qualities, you would have bad luck or die soon. And this is kind of too extreme. Like, I really don't believe that a black hat is going to cause you death. I really just, I understand it's black, you know, black, uh, that's, that's depth, right? Like, um, you know, that's the color that, that death would wear with, like, his little big pole with that little... Thing on it, um, but I will, I will, I will say whoever started that, I, I, I don't think they were meant to be serious about it. Like this is just too, really, out of all the examples I gave, that's really, really a, ba- a bad one. Um, thanks to the Romans, um, if you broke, a, if you broke a mirror, you would have bad luck for seven years. So I, so we've seen this example before where a broken mirror happens. And of course, someone's like, "Oh, you, you got bad luck now." Um, the, I I don't I don't remember exactly why the Romans made it seven years. Uh, I think it had to do with something what they thought about the number seven, which I could have done something about n- um, numbers besides just the number thirteen, because um, seven's considered to be lucky, and in this case, it's used in an unlucky situation. But uh, but yeah, that's because of the Romans. So you could definitely thank them, thank them that. Um, and speaking of uh, broken mirror, we probably also seen uh, walking under a ladder. People think it would cause uh, cause you death by a ball a body falling on you, or it reminds them of being hanged. So yeah, definitely just don't walk under the ladder. And besides, you shouldn't anyway. Um, there's supposed to be things there, um, uh, the things that are supposed to straighten out the ladder. So you really shouldn't even. If that goes with most uh, most lads or all lads, you're not even supposed supposed to go under that and walk like a little person. So don't even don't even don't even do that. Um, so then the next thing is horoscopes. This is uh, something that uh, you know a lot of people I think believe. Uh, I do kind of believe it. Uh, basically, what it is is that your personality matches up with this with your certain birth date. Um, and it also works where the moon was when you were born, like the time that you were born. So if I remember, um, I was born on uh, August 24th. I'm a Virgo. And uh, I was born around like 1 o'clock in the afternoon on like a 100 degree like weather day. Um, but yeah, getting a little bit off, off track with just me personally. Uh, but yeah, I do believe this. Um it's right. Uh, the, the, so with the with the personality traits and characteristics, it's right about me. It's right about my sister. It's right about uh, my mother. Um, and it's, you could say because it is right about us that we do believe in it. Trust me, it's not just. There's plenty of people. Plenty, plenty of people. And if you want to get to know someone, just check it out and see it for yourself. You know, that's part of the experimentation. That's seeing. That's a that's a applying, and I do really really believe in horoscopes. Um, and if you don't know them, I could just easily um, tell you them right now. So Aries runs from March twenty first to April twentieth. Taurus goes from April twenty first to May twenty first. Gemini goes from May twenty second 
to June 21st. Cancer goes from June 22nd to July 22nd. Leo goes from July 23rd to August 22nd. Virgo goes from the 23rd of August to the, to the 22nd of September. Libras go from 23rd of September to the October 22nd. And don't ask me why the dates are the way they are, okay? Like, that's something that, I, that you know, it's even confusing me right now. Like, why is it like that? Scorpio goes from the 23rd of October to November 21st. Uh, Sagittarius goes from November 22nd to the 21st of December. Don't ask me why they're named the way that they are. Like, Sagittarius is such a weird, weird name. Capricorn goes from the 22nd December to January 20th. Aquarius goes from the 21st January to the 19th of February. And then Pisces goes from 20th February to March 20th. Um, see, it's pretty easy. Um... To remember your yours your own personal, um, but yeah, like I said, it's easy just to well, what's your personality? What's this person? Just look it up, and uh, it's an interesting concept, especially when you get the moon involved with what time, um, what time you were born. Uh, but yeah, tales, Greek mythology. Um, the reason why I have this one here because I just find it so fascinating. It's not even just because I'm Greek, um, and people are like oh, you know, Greek mythology, Zeus and Aphrodite, and I'm like, uh, it's not, that doesn't mean, that doesn't make me Greek, you know, it's not like I worship them, right, uh, it's not like I'm living in the 500 BC era, no, not 500, um, 1200, 1300 BC, ancient Greece, it's not like those times, actually ancient Greece, yeah, it would be in the BC, actually, I'm confused myself, but, uh, the reason why, yeah, the, is, the reason why I have this is, um, it really, kind of sets me up for the last side, which really explains why uh, superstition is such a big thing. It's really with this one sentence. A way to teach people lessons is putting fear into them with stories. So let me give you a few examples. And I have to admit, when I tell you these stories, not the stories, uh, the the lesson, and now I'm going to tell you what the story is associated with it, you're going to understand what I mean. And you're like, oh, wait a second, you're, you're kind of right about about that so be careful what you wish for is the first one in which we all know pandora's box right we wanted to open the box we wanted to see what's inside it turned out all the evil and bad and meanness was in the box you open it and that is why the world is full of sin so if you if you tell someone that's where especially when they're kids right and, and they're easy to uh, the, it's easy for them to get scared, then you're gonna easily teach them. Don't ask for a lot. All right, just be careful, because you might you might uh, you know cause the world a lot of problems. <laughs> and the kids gonna be like, wait a second, what, what, the, me? What what I could possibly do? But they're not that smart. At the way I'm giving them too much credit. But um, do not challenge your destiny, Oedipus. Right. His is uh, the Finx, not the Finx. He had to beat the Finx. Something told him his fate that he was going to kill his father and marry his mother. He challenged that. Right? He's like, I don't believe you. How could anyone possibly do that? Um, and he, yeah, he's he goes through his journey. It gets into an accident. With it turns out to be his father because um, those those his parents did. Um, Abandon him and someone adopt him. So he gets into the accident, fights with this person, and he kills him. It was his father. Uh, and then he sees someone beautiful, marries them, turns out to be his mother. So, and then he realizes like he actually did complete his fate. And he, um, I'm not sure if he does it to himself or he loses in battle, but either way, he gorges out his eyeballs and he's exiled. So, I'm not sure if they told him about that part. But yeah, don't challenge your destiny. Every, if you believe in religion, believe in God, you, you know, and you believe in um, everything's predetermined, then you don't want to challenge that. Uh, that you just want to go along with it. And, and because at, at whatever's going to happen, it was, it was thought of already. It was planned for. And there's nothing that you could do of all people to change it. So... Again, te- telling these stories, teaching people lessons, and in doing so, they're more likely to learn the lesson if they um, have 
if they're scared to um, to go up against this higher power, in which case was was fate. And and so with the next one is narcissist with uh, loving himself, uh, lo- looking uh, at the water, um, and and I, and I forget the, you know the base the the root. Uh, the crux of the, the 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 rest of the story with uh, with narcissists and narcissism is you know that's where it came from. But yeah, do not have a large ego. You you should love yourself absolutely, but don't do so excessively. Uh, like he really was like at the point where he could have just married himself, um, and he just loved looking at himself in the mirror, um, you know, and and looking at the reflection in the water. I think if I remember, he saw his reflection in the water. He leaned in too much because he loved himself that much. Goes into the water and he drowns. I think that's the story uh, to which, like I said, you don't want to... The fear is like you don't want to die, right? Or have your eyebrows gouged out or uh, putting sin into the world. Again, again, like that's that's the fear factor, right? You don't want any of these things happening. Well, why did those things happen? It's because you... It could have been avoided um, if you, you know, if you were a good, solid citizen and acted responsibly. They could have not happened. So you put your you, the kids that they're um, that they listen to the story. They put themselves in the character shoes and they're like, "Wow, I, I, I'm going, I'm going to know better now." So um, it definitely works. Do not deny it. it does in fact work. The Greeks are smart in that regard. If they want something done, they will scare you. Confidence is good, but not too much. And if you know exactly what I'm talking about, it's Icarus. Um, he flew. He thought he could fly. He wanted to fly. He tried, and he he felt so confident ability that uh, he flew flew too close to the sun. He got burned literally. So um, with that one again, I'm 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 all for confidence, but you don't want to have too much. Like I was saying with the ego, you don't want to have so much of an ego like you when it comes to confidence you need to have respect for others uh you still need to um to to understand the situation you need to um to still be smart and i would even say that um an appropriate amount of confidence is like on a scale of 1 to 10 is like 11 or 12 15 or 16 is too much and even even 10 is good like don't get me wrong 10 out of 10 is like Really good, but you—if you have too much confidence, you're being disrespectful. You're bragging, and you just have a denial of any weakness that you have. And that also goes—I guess you could say—it ties along with the ego. They are different, but very similar. I guess the ego kind of goes into more so your identity rather than how you feel about your skills, or uh, you, you know, or maybe your like um, your. Your result for seeing something, or um, I don't know. There's a lot of things that confidence uh, applies, and that ego doesn't. But either way, uh, I already have an episode about confidence, and you should definitely check that one out if you haven't. Uh, the last thing, and this is not Greek mythology, but it's a tale. Um, and if I remember correctly, you know, it goes along with uh, the spirit of Christmas, and it's uh, have patience, you know. Wait until Christmas morning for Santa to come. Um, do not open those presents. Do do uh, do not wait for him near the Christmas tree. Go up to bed nine ten o'clock at night, and he will come when you're sleeping. Right? Just wait. Where in this case, just sleep. But still, do not be over uh, overzealous. Do do not uh, just do do not be looking for him. He will come. Trust him, have a little bit of patience, and you will get those presents. Because they feared not getting the presents. They feared about the naughty list. Uh, but of course, it's because the Santa Claus that they're thinking of does not exist. Um, that's why it was told the way it was. Uh, and they were able to do so by teaching them a lesson, which is very much a good thing and a truthful thing. Uh, but they put fear into them. And again, I mean... Let me be clear here. The Santa Claus in which they envision him, right? They think that he has a white beard, that uh, that he has a red suit, that he's got Rudolph and the 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 reindeer. Santa Claus just if you, it was a real saint, and he and he was really charitable and a really 
nice guy and giving and you know where uh, and whatever the case may be but not in the case in which we envision it today where uh he goes all around the world giving presents to every single household like that's just trying to like for any kids listening um maybe the parents cut this out i don't know but i do really feel like uh if i do have a kid i'm going to teach them right and there is really a, 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 a saint nick but there's no Santa Claus, if you catch my, my drift. Like, there is really a big difference. Um, the way in which we, as Americans, have gone about that and the way in which we should go about that are two completely different things. And so now we're back to superstitions and, and supernatural things, wrapping this up. Why? Why do we go through all these things? Let's just say, let's, let's, wrap, uh, let's start wrapping this up with this one simple sentence. Even though that these things my examples and the concepts in which i gave examples for are not proven to be true then why do we still tend to believe in them and let it affect our lives and 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 that's every example i i said um like i remember the russia example where you shouldn't whistle inside and do so at the sun you don't have financial problems and let's say you do and let's say by coincidence or you actually do have a financial world, that does affect your life. So let me go about explaining why the the, the cruts, the, the core of all this. The psychology of superstitions is what I call it, by the way. It can relieve anxiety about an unknown and make us feel like we're in control. And that's definitely very true with jinx, right? Like I said earlier, Oh, I am going to lose this game. And then I feel like in the back of my okay, so I, I, now I totally feel like I'm going to win because I said the opposite. And when I say the opposite, the opposite is not going to come true. And I don't want I don't want uh, the opposite to happen. So yes, that's a good thing. And you feel like you're in control in that case, and you're anxious, but about something you don't know which most of the time is a result and most of the time it's uh, something in the future and i mean i guess that's obvious and you, the fact that you don't have control over something like the future um you, you may still participate in, in in an event like let's say for example a test and um, an exam but at the same time you have more control than you than you think but you don't uh, like like studying in that same example but you don't give yourself enough credit, and you and and, and you're nervous, um, and and you feel and you feel like by um, doing this one thing like jinxing a bad thing, then you feel like you're in control, and then it relieves your your nerves. So it does it can serve a good purpose, but at the same time, uh, is it really the real reason why you got a B? It, people will say, oh, because I jinxed. I jinxed the bad. No, no, no. It's it's because you actually earned it, and so that's why I'm kind. Uh, that's why I'm kind. It can be a good thing in which it makes you do good, but at the same time, doesn't give. It, it might not give people a lot of credit either. Um, when it, when it was definitely warranted that they earned that that B or um, whatever good that they that they did. So another thing, again going back to psychology, if we are rewarded for doing a behavior. Then we're going to keep doing that behavior for that for the reward, uh, also um, known as operational conditioning by B.F. Skinner. So it's exactly the same thing as I depicted with the going to the ball game with your with a shirt and they win every time you go to uh, if you, let's say you do it again they they win the same results happening could have been a coincidence but to you it's because of the shirt. And you keep on doing that, and this result keeps on happening. You get the same reward uh, for doing the same behavior. You're going to keep doing that behavior. Uh, you're going to assume that they are dependent. Your action, you no, know, the result that you want depends on your action, and it's there's the condition. It it, it, ha- it happens over a period of time, which is the operational part, and it's conditioning you to believe. That one thing's dependent on the other when it's really not. Again, like like I said, there's a lot more psychology when it comes to this than we have ever thought about, and it's it's awesome to me. It's very much awesome, and uh, I would love to 
talk about it thir- further beyond just beyond just in the context of superstitions. But it, I, I, again, like I said, we don't talk about superstitions often, and then when we do, we don't usually bring up the 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 core of it. Psychology is at the forefront of that. Um, and then the last thing I'm going to say before we say our goodbyes is uh, in the dual process of cognition, Jane Risen believes acquiescence acquiescence occurs. Acquiescence occurs. The fast thinking part of our brain acts on it. I don't know exactly what it is, the cognition or the event. The fasting part of our brain acts on the event, and the other detects an error in the logic, but chooses not to correct it. So yeah, it's it's kind of it's it's a it's it's difficult to explain this. Like again, let's say you have a superstition, uh, like let's say the the evil eye thing, or actually something that's a little bit less confusing. Uh, let's say the wishes, right? Let's say by the the birthday the your birthday candles blow out the candles and a wish actually does come true basically our brain once the thing occurs and like um the thing that you wish and it came true once you realize it came true our brain immediately thinks like oh it's because of the candles the one part of the brain that's not the fast thinking part they're like well wait wait wait, that doesn't make sense you know like where's the logic behind that they're both independent defense like you're telling me that Blowing out your candles caused, that's a strong word, cause. It caused this thing to happen, like, let's say, um, like, find a $100 bill on the street. That's, it doesn't make any sense. But your brain overall, I'm not sure if it's the other part of the brain or your, whole, or your brain as a whole, it chooses not to correct it. It, it. it says, like, you know what, and this is what she believes, Jane Risen. Your whole brain, or at least the non-fast, the, the the slow thinking part of your brain, says like, "Oh, we choose not. We're okay that this happened, right? Because I was a hundred dollars, but we're choosing not to correct. Like, it's there's not a lot of logic in there, but you know what? It's fine. You know, it's not a big deal. Like, they choose. Like, it, it's it's wrong in thought, but we're not going to tell you it's wrong." And I'm not sure it's because you know one or, or the fasting part overwhelm, uh, overwhelms or um, has more credibility than the other one. And again, it's like psychology is such a mess. Um, so yeah, it's it, again. I know I didn't do it so justice, and I do really need to uh, explain it better some other time. But um, but I think I did. I I think I did the whole superstitious thing justice. Uh, and really, the whole point of this episode is just. Bringing you a fresh conversation, um, something that um, that we don't usually talk about, um, and and something that I really just wanted the people to realize, like, huh, I now I kind of feel better, or uh, even if you feel worse, it's still it's still okay. Um, but you, I wanted to give a little bit of context to something that's really, like I said, just there's not a lot of logic involved with it. So uh, yeah, that, but that yeah, that's really it. That's really the whole episode. Um, I just want to appreciate everyone listening to previous episodes. Uh, if you're if you're listening to this one, thank you for that too. Hopefully, you know maybe I do something superstitious after uh, this one's over to keep it going, right? Or uh, to get more people. Do not follow us on super social media, which is the jinxing part, right? Now, in theory, even though it's not logical. People will not follow us on social media. Uh, will excuse me. People will follow us on social media because I jinx the opposite. But yeah, no, definitely, please do. Um, and, I, and the only reason I do that, and I know it's, I know it's not like you don't need to, but I mean, you know, you want to keep up to date, right? Um, and there might even be some behind the scenes content. I definitely get more into that. Um, there might even be some uh, some discussions you want to have. Like, if you definitely talk to me about this, this is definitely a fascinating conversation. It could go in many different directions. And I really do want uh, you to open up because then I can open up too, and we can um, really investigate something together, like 
a specific Greek tale or, um, you know, a certain personality trait, like horoscopes. Um, like, oh, wait, I, I saw my horoscope and uh, it's not correct. I'm like, wait, no, 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 no. That cannot be it. And we can have a great uh, back and forth with that. So, yeah, no, that's really, that's really it. Um, uh, I feel like it was, you know, I, I, I personally like talked about it. I felt like it was worth it. I hope it was worth listening to it because, of course, I'm not listening. You are. Um, but yeah, other than that, I hope everyone's doing well, uh, staying safe as always, um, having, having a good time and staying mentally healthy and, and what have you. But until then, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll do more episodes. Uh, definitely stay tuned for those. And like I said, Facebook, Twitter, social media, if you know me, hit me up. But, uh, but yeah, I'm still here and I'm going to be, uh, going to be leaving in three, two, one. Everyone have a great day. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at High Voltage with Double A.